Well, hello. Ooh, this camera's a little bit too high. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to a Friday edition of The Sea Report. I'm your host, Mr. C. I hope everyone's doing great out there in the interwebs and streaming places of the world. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. C, and we're here for another great show today. Uh, we're going to seal off the week tonight with, you know, I think a, a pretty calm and amicable uh, report for you guys tonight, but I just hope you guys are having a great Friday. I know I am. It's been a pretty restful Friday. Uh, news, as far as news goes, well, news was news today. I think um, a lot of us, myself included, are still having a little bit of an Arizona audit hangover from yesterday. Uh, I was really throttling on all rockets <laughs> yesterday in case you guys could not notice. I, I could tell you guys could notice. But um, yes, uh, let's see what we got going on. Joy for Trump, Texas gal, Babs the Ice Queen, Hopping in at Just V here for the hello, 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 and uh, the Joyful Lily. How are you guys doing tonight? Thanks for popping in and saying hello, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful Friday. Oh, we have a we have a, a pretty good show tonight. Now uh, we have a little bit of some of the uh, the hangover from yesterday's audits coming on in our news today. We'll talk a little bit about Arizona and Georgia and how the people are still continuing to take it to the state legislatures. That is the ones who um, wrongfully certified these audits. I think I think overall there is a glow of um, excitement amongst. Uh, everyone out there because we're seeing um, we're seeing the people and the patriots really fighting to take back what is rightfully theirs and that is our freedom because after all our vote is very well representative of our freedom and uh, without our vote ladies and gentlemen we may as well not even be free because that's the only thing that distinguishes us from the rest of the world, if you think about it, on paper, in practice, uh, all the other countries, well, you know, I mean, I can't speak for the United Kingdom, I can't speak for Canada, but uh, those are still crown colonies, and uh, well, you know, um, I mean, I know we got our Magna Carta from over yonder, but still at the same time, uh, United Kingdom still don't got exactly what we got on paper. Now, that's the that I think is the defining factor there on paper. United States citizens look free um, in practice. It seems like we're becoming more and more like a third world country, like we're living up to our names as debt slaves and doing what our masters bid of us. But we'll see how much longer that game shall be played. It's been a game that they've been playing for what nigh on a century or more, more than a century. I think it's fair to say more than a century. We heard 
we heard uh, we heard uh, the uh, dis- uh, discourse by uh, Myron Fagan. We know the score. He knew the score, and that was back in 1967. And uh, it's been going on since before then, ladies and gentlemen. We're going back, 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 back into the annals of American history. They say even from the time of our inception, as far as that goes. But again. The vote has always been the voice. The voice has always been representative of our freedom. And without a fair and honest vote, we really have no freedom. I mean, you know, uh, the ability for Americans to vote as a representation of our freedom, after all, is probably the most uh, envied aspect of our existence in this country. No other country has what we have. And we're fighting for it now. And I think that's why I was just so excited yesterday because uh, we got that far, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think there are a lot of people who were um, surprised that we got that far. Now, uh, it's easy to say, well, nothing's happened yet. The government hasn't uh, handcuffed people. The government hasn't put anyone in jail. Well, you know what? The government that hasn't handcuffed people is the same government that's been ruling over all of us for the last umpteenth decades. So do you really expect that just because Arizona has a hearing on all of this election fraud that they're just going to upright and start arresting people? No, 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 no. There is a game that is being played here, ladies and gentlemen. There is a game that is being played here. And what it boils down to is politics and paperwork, politics and bureaucracy. They have to do things in a way that doesn't seem, because obviously if these people came outright and just stole everything and uh, put us in shackles, and I mean, they're trying to with the censoring, they're trying to with the election coup that happened, they're trying to do it, but they can't be outright in the front because if they're too forward, it'll wake too many people up. So that's why they're playing this game of cat and mouse. That's why they're playing this game of politics and bureaucracy. That's why they're playing this paper pushing game, even though in some sectors of our country, in some cities and in some counties, they can get away with actual draconian fascist communist type of actions against the people. And the people in those areas, they just either lay down or there's not enough of them to fight back. There's not enough of them to have a voice to fight back. But people are finding that voice across the country right now. So therein lies the difference. You can't expect these people to just get arrested because of one hearing Arizona. Where is your glasses half full? I mean, come on, guys. I know you guys have a glass that's half full. I know you guys have faith. I know you guys are ready to see a change, you know, and I have not been in this fight as long as some people have. I've seen some friends in the chat say things like they've been awake since the times of JFK. Can you imagine the hard road that individuals who have been awake since 1963 have had? Can you imagine how many hopes and losses that those people have gone through? Can you imagine how many disappointments that these people have gone through that have been awake since the times of John F. Kennedy Jr.? I can't. I can't. I could barely stand it when Obama won. I was like, ah! I was like, my God, I was like, that's it. We're done. You know, uh, uh, did I go through a black pill phase when Obama won? Yeah, no, because I'm pretty optimistic. But it wasn't time is the thing. So all I'm saying is, you know what? If we're going to relegate all of our energy to negativity, 
and to negative trajectory. If we're going to go ahead and say, you know what, people weren't arrested, so it doesn't mean anything. I hope, I hope, I hope. You know what, people who hope, I think, are kind of caught up in the negative because instead of having faith, they're wishing. Don't wish, have faith. Be positive. Think about it. Project forward. You know who wins in the end, don't you? I know you guys know who wins in the end. We've heard it here. We've heard it abroad. God wins in the end, right? God wins in the end. So why do we have to be such sour pusses, right? Why do we have to be so negative? Negative Nancys. No one wants to be a negative Hoods Pelosi up in the sea report, right? I know you guys don't. I don't either. I keep my glass half full. I keep the silver lining because I already know we are so much closer than we've ever been. Because, well, think about, think about for example, whenever 9-11 happened. There was so much stuff that was supposed to be happening around September 11th, 2001. We were supposed to have a hearing on all of the black money that uh, basically the IRS has been using through income tax and how that was all funneled into dark projects and other types of agencies scooped right went down with the towers uh what else was supposedly supposed to happen during 9 11 i've done heard about this i don't know how factual it is but i heard that around the time of 9 11 there was supposed to also be what jasara nasara was happening right that's what i've heard i don't know because i had not heard about nasara jasara until about i don't know where are we 2021 i probably heard about jasara nasara for the first time around maybe October, October of 2020, maybe November of 2020. I had no idea what that was. Um, but, you know, some people said that Nassara Jasara was supposed to happen around 9-11. And that's another reason why the bombs went off and the buildings went down, right? So I don't know how factual that is. But when I think about how there have been times when there was supposed to be some big evidence that could indict a lot of people that would turn heads, that would give everyone the information that they needed to know in order to make this decision and say, yes, the cabal exists. Yes, there is a deep state. Yes, there is a swamp. Yes, there are globalists who are controlling every aspect of American life and the world. Something happened like a false flag. Now, what happened Wednesday, yesterday with the Arizona audits was one of those moments. It was one of those moments where they could have dropped a nuke, where they could have made a false flag, where they don't want this information coming out. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You as well as I know that it got out. What were we talking about the cat being out of the bag? No, we were talking about the cat being in the bag. Okay, well, in this case, <laughs> the cat was super glued in the bag, right? In this case, the cat was out of the bag. So there's two bags, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you could say that uh, Pandora's jar had been opened. Nah, that's a better analogy, maybe, right? Maybe that's a better analogy for what we're talking about. But um, to that point, to my point, uh, we're seeing something that has not been done before. Like with all of the evidence that's coming out from Arizona's audit, the stuff that's coming out from Georgia. And again, Georgia is not even in a forensic audit. And yet all of this dirt is spilling out from the people into the judiciary, the legislative, and into the public mind, we know that the media is not covering this. We know the mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media is not covering this. And you know what? That only goes against them even more, if you ask me, because after all, 
people are going to ask, why Fox News were you not covering this? Why CNN were you not covering this? Well, we know why CNN wasn't covering it, but perhaps someone that is uh, locked within their hypnotic trance will wake up someday and be like, wait a minute, why didn't they cover this? Maybe the people of Arizona will be like, hey, Arizona News 15 or ABC 15 or, or Arizona and family, all of the Arizona local media, maybe someday someone from Arizona will wake up and say, hey, how come you guys didn't cover this? Who pays your bills, media in Arizona, locally speaking? And that will shed even more light. So let the villains give off their their great what with their great monologue on how they're going to rule the world let the villains show who they are let the betrayers betray let them show us the stripes that they were born with right because in the end they will identify themselves if we don't do it for them and the people have done it look at georgia again in the case of georgia georgia is not even in a forensic audit and here they are crying. I mean, come on, Brad Raffensperger, guys. You you heard me go off on Brad Raffensperger yesterday. I mean, come on, Brad. Really? <laughs> Brad? Come on, Brad. Really, Brad? Like, he is so far gone from the obvious dereliction of duty into trying to blame it on individual counties into trying to blame it into election board supervisors for whatever county in the state of Georgia. He's a chump. He's a weasel. Uh, Someone in the news called him a little, a little shit. (laughs) Pardon my French, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That did not sound couth coming from my mouth, but there you go again, guys. So that's what I'm saying. It would take something really drastic to derail it at this point. The cat in this instance is out of the bag. It like ripped the bag open, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, the cat was in the bag. Today, the cat is out of the bag. Ripped it apart, scratched up the hand that was sealing up the bag. You know, the cat is like, no, (laughs) you will not keep me down. So anyways, I'm just thinking, guys, like, This is not over yet, obviously, by far, but huge strides have been taken, huge strides. So today we'll look at some of the chatter that's going around with Georgia and Arizona. We'll look at uh, a couple of examples of the people still fighting, representatives in the name of the people still fighting, senators in the name of the people still fighting, pushing back against the establishment and their cronies in each respective state. Very exciting stuff, I think. Very exciting because they're not relenting. We are not relenting. So it's a good thing, guys. It's a great thing. And it just makes my heart sing, to be quite honest with you. We'll also look at some uh, DACA. We won't go into that too long here in the beginning, but DACA has been disapproved, federally speaking. (laughs) Anyways, and uh, Alabama's fighting for abortions. We got some other stuff. It'll It'll be a short and sweet show today. I think we've got mostly positive news on the Patriot front for you guys today. no one's losing here tonight. I can tell you that for a fact. So it'll be a great one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now let's go ahead and get into our uh, chat recap 
recap for yesterday, excuse me. Uh, before I do, we also have uh, Sherry Pittsburgh in the house, Sonia JHC. Welcome, ladies. The Speak on Easy, how you doing, sir? Hope you're having a great day today. And uh, yes, let's do this. Let's do this now. I can always tell when we have a really uh, riveting show, guys, because you guys go crazy in the chat. We had Derailing, Texas Gal, D Patriot, 1776. The Patriot gifting a cookie of gold pills right off the bat. Aurelius Locke, Pilled by the Rabbit. Uh, Pilled by the Rabbit was on an adventure yesterday, it seems like. Pilled by the Rabbit said, boarding plane now. Oklahoma, here we come. So uh, Pilled must be over in my time zone today. Hope you're doing well tonight, Pilled by the Rabbit, if you are hanging out. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much uh, I don't know how much uh, data you can receive during an airplane. I know I try as hard as I can every time. Don S gifted a phone. Thank you so much, Don S. Hanging out, looking up. Just be Sherry Pittsburgh, blonde blue and Q. Ohio Kimmy in the house, gifting a cookie. The Texan as well. Aurelius Locke. I've been catching up on Mr. C in the Dark. Great show. The last one was excellent, other than the Tom McDonald bashing. Uh, <laughs> Well, Aurelius, I don't know if you're hanging out tonight just yet. I'll pop back in today's chat, but uh, we should be having a Mr. C in the dark today. Uh, to be sure, ladies and gentlemen, I have my espresso. Now, let me just tell you guys right off the bat. I, you guys, I was drinking espresso on last show's uh, last night's show. That's why I was super fired up. Um, uh, at least one of the reasons it was uh, it was the fuel to my excitement over the Arizona audit hearing. Uh, I could not fall asleep. <laughs> I could not fall asleep until I don't know. I probably fell asleep around four. I don't know, 4 a.m. or so somewhere in there. And even then it was kind of one of those sleeps that's real shallow, you know, and you don't like you're kind of like you're like conscience, but comfortable kind of thing, you know. So I don't know. I probably totally fell into a deep sleep. Probably I wouldn't doubt if it was close to five. Had to get up at 7.30 a.m. So I'm I'm going on probably about two and a half to three hours of actual rest. Uh, don't get me wrong. My body's rested. But, you know, there's a little bit more to it than just having your body rest. Uh, so I got another. I, this is actually my second one for today, guys, because I was like zombified a little bit earlier and uh so it's my second uh thing of coffee uh so when i'm done with that it should make about eight shots of espresso for the day of course as everything in moderation is always recommended i have separated i put you know i put some time and space in between those eight shots you know four early in the day four later in the evening because i would like to bring you guys a mr c in the dark tonight so if you guys are up and Adam this evening, we'll probably be on with the Mr. C in the Dark. We'll do some headlines because uh, we're going to do a Mr. C in the Dark tonight and we're going to do one tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow, we're also going to be doing a Lone Star News here at Mr. C TV or the Mr. C channel if you're over at the Foxhole app. So um, if you want to hang out, make sure you come and join us. Uh, I kept on thinking that President Trump was going to be giving his um, a speech at the Arizona election audit rally or the election integrity rally tomorrow. I was wrong. It's not this weekend. It's next weekend. So the Texan and I will be live with you guys tomorrow, bringing you some straight shooting Texas news. And you know, there's some in there, especially with these, uh, <laughs> these Democrats 
you know, these uh, these um, uh, um, fugitive Democrats over there in Washington, D.C. I'm sure we'll have something to talk about tomorrow. So if you're a Texas local, a Texas expat, or you just want to come hang out with the family, make sure you join join me in the Texan tomorrow for Lone Star News. We almost did a special Lone Star News edition tonight because of the fact that I thought Trump was going to be speaking tomorrow. I was like, well, Texan, we're not going to be able to get any news in for three weeks because, um, you know, with uh, justly so, we're going to be covering President Trump's speech because, you know, anytime President Trump is live, if we can catch him, we're going to bring him to you. And we're going to also, of course, archive and document his speech. But um, I was like, you know, the news is going to suffer. Uh, so, you know, so we almost did a show tonight for text for Lone Star News here on the Sea Report. Like we were going to do a special Lone Star News edition so everyone could see what me and the Texan are up to. But since President Trump will be speaking next Saturday on the 24th, we're doing a Sea Report tonight and you'll get some Lone Star News tomorrow, Saturday. So make sure you guys hang out or come by if you'd like or, you know. Um, and also, guys, um, if you're on Pilled or Foxhole, um, share share the show. Let people know about the C-Report so we can uh, continue to grow and expand. Um, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable with what I've got going on right now. I'm pretty comfortable with you guys and what we have going on. Like, I don't ask for much in life. Um, and you guys are meaningful enough to me that... Um, if people happen to come and find the show and, you know, it resonates with them, that's cool. But I like what we have going on right now. I don't need, uh, I don't know, 1,100, 1,200, 1,000, a million people watching this show at one time uh, because it keeps it nice and intimate. Uh, but, you know, if you want to see these operations continue to grow, because like, right now I'm doing like podcasting and live streaming basically six days a week. I get one day a week off. And, you know, it's not a job. I mean, when I started this, I considered it more of a public service because I had the time to do it, have the time to do the research, have the time to put a show together. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy coming on and talking with y'all and, and sharing information, you know, and some people are kind of like um, some people are kind of like, you know, what what is the point of it? Like, why are you doing this? What is your what is your end game? You know, and my end game is just like my sister said, she was like. I don't listen to the news because I, I can't stand it because it just it's fake to me. So, you know, she likes what I do because of the fact that I'm, I'm actually bringing you guys headlines. I'm not breaking stories. You know, I'm just sharing information that maybe people didn't get a, ca a chance to catch and giving my perspective on it. That's what I do. I, I'm not here to, you know, I mean, I used to say that I'm I kind of like uh I like to consider it more of an analyst type of role. Um, um, someone like Dan Bongino would say he's there to shape the opinion. Uh, I'm not here to shape anyone's opinion per se. I do have opinions about the stories that I share and I share my perspective with you guys. And I think that the reason why y'all hang out is because my perspective resonates with you guys. And that's why, I mean, but other than that, I'm not trying to get people to see things a certain way. You're going to see them away. If you see them, you're going to hear what I have to hear. If you have to hear it, you know, but if you disagree with it, by all means, you know, put your point of view in the chat, you know, or, you know, let me know what you think about it. I've had some people that don't see things my way and that's perfectly fine. Usually I'm actually correct in the end, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, but that's not tooting my own horn. It's just that's my own discernment. So that's just kind of the way I roll. And, you know, if indeed we did have anyone that really disagreed with the way that I uh, analyze and share information, I'd say, come on and Mr. C in the dark and let's chat about it. Because Mr. C in the dark is kind of an open forum, current events, news, headlines and chat, you know, show. And we'll be doing a Mr. C in the Dark tonight. So, you know, um, it will, you got anyone who wants to come on and talk or share their point of view with me and the audience is more than welcome to. So, you know, tonight is your chance, guys. If you want to join me on Mr. C in the Dark, you know, you can come in, say what you got to say and bow out if you'd like. If you want to hang out, you're more than welcome to. Only thing is, you know, when it comes to having uh, guests in the chat, uh, I prefer to keep it like on the show, I mean. Um, I prefer to keep it, uh, you know, like maybe two, three at the max, because any more than that, I feel like things just kind of get washed out. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I like to keep it nice and tidy. So, you know, so if anyone is welcome to, uh, anyone is welcome to, you're more than welcome to jump on in. So anyways, that's just me extending my invitation to you all. If you'd like to come on in and, and hang out or say something. Uh, you're always welcome to. We've had a few people, uh, you know, Bryson, Tanette Booth, the Texan, the Speak Uneasy, Weaponized Truth. There might have been another individual out there that's popped in. If they, you haven't, I forgot your name. I'm sorry. But, you know, not many people have been on uh, Mr. Seed channels. Uh, we did have, oh, guys, were you guys there whenever we were doing the interviews with the... Um, uh, we were doing the interviews with the uh, the Lex, Lex, uh, Lexit candidates remember guys this was back in at the end of april we had the lexit candidates here in san antonio that were doing a um um they were doing city council uh municipal um elections and we had conservative latinos and a conservative russian and a conservative irishman <laughs> who were running for office and we had them on the show we had and you see that just totally goes against the grain of what i've been saying i think we had like four or five people on at one time but that was a very structured interview session uh i'd like to have the guys back on sometime maybe we can have them back on uh maybe on lone star news since they are texas uh, maybe we can get a hold of some of those candidates and uh, see what they're up to and see what their plans are for the future. I think that would be fun. If you guys think that would be fun, if you guys remember that, let me know and we'll try and get a hold of them. Uh, there's a couple of other people like I've been wanting to try and get on the show and bring you guys a little bit more content in regards to one-on-one -on -one interviews. Now, I don't think I could get anyone like Patrick Byrne on the show. Um, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know exactly who I could. I, I mean, I think I could get anyone if I wanted to. I don't think I could get President Trump. Uh, when I say I think I could get anyone if I wanted to, I just mean that if you try it, you might get it. Does it necessarily doesn't mean like, oh, you know, I'm Mr. C. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get President Trump on the show. He will come on my show. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just saying that you never know if unless you try. So I mean, I think I could really get almost anyone if I asked, but uh, there's some people I've had in mind about trying to get them on the show. So who knows, maybe at some point we'll have a couple of special interviews from you guys, from people on a national level uh, 
Uh, if there's anyone out there that you guys would like to see me interview or would like to hear some words with, or if you're just wondering what's up with them, let me know. The C Report at protonmail.com or visit the crreport.com or just put it in the chat. You know, hey, Mr. C, I, why don't you try and get this person on the show? Let me know. And, you know, maybe I can reach out to some people. Um, I think we have a pretty respectable program here, a pretty respectable show, you know, and uh, I think it's pretty open uh, to most individuals to uh, speak their mind and see what they have to say. So you never know. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to do here. So, I mean, that's all kind of part of it. Uh, but definitely, you guys, if y'all want to jump on in some of the action, the C, uh, Mr. C in the Dark is most definitely a show where you guys can, uh, you know, definitely participate on, a, you know, like a, a vocal or a visual scale. Um, and everyone is always welcome. Now, how did I get off into that, y'all? Let me go ahead. <laughs> oh, it's Aurelius Locke. Yes. Um, okay. So let's see. We had Skeeterberg in the house yesterday. Joy for Trump. Was working and a lurking. I saw you jumped in first today, Joy for Trump. Welcome, welcome. Uh, also gifting a cookie, two cookies, even at that. Aurelius Locke says it's great, laid back, fun news conversation, music, great company. Oh yeah, and then there was also that Tom McDonald thing. Yeah, you know, um, I didn't know that so many people knew who Tom McDonald was. Like, um, I totally, totally get everyone's point of view. The guy does look pretty scary. You know what I mean? He looks pretty scary. Um, but I, I do, I do like what he says, but you know, at the same time, you know, you do have to be wary of those things, uh, because after all, um, um, the devil does appear as an angel of light, as they say, and I'm not knocking Tom McDonald. I'm not going to judge the man because I don't know him. I don't know his story. I don't know what he's been through. Um, but you know, uh, uh, to, to, I guess, back the point of view of individuals in the chat, what I would say is you don't want to play with fire, right? Uh, because even if you're trying to make a point or draw people in, uh, you very well could accidentally cross a line you don't want to cross. So I totally get that point of view. Like why play with those things and those ideas and those items? Uh, because it could be, it could be a snare. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I, I think for what he does and the music he produces, uh, it's really good. I think his music's really good for what it is. The imagery aside, I think what he makes is really good. Um, so yeah, so I, I totally get that, Aurelius Locke. Um, I don't play music all the time. Um, <laughs> I think I'm more apt to play a bad lip sync or, you know, place boing on <laughs> Mr. C in the Dark than I am to play music like that. But uh, after playing that gay choir stuff, I really needed to butch it up. So anyways, okay. Dpatriot1776 said one of the three PA counties is refusing to comply. Yeah, that would be Pennsylvania County. Pennsylvania County is refusing to comply with the audit that Senator Doug Mastriano has requested of them. We're not covering that tonight, uh, but once we get a little bit more juice, once we get a little bit more meat and substance to what is going on in Arizona, uh, in Pennsylvania, we'll talk about that. Angel Wings in the house, Crisco 13 in the house, Just V gifting a cookie. Depatriot says, I want to see the, I want to see Ruby Perk walked. Dude, so do I, Aureli, a uh, Depatriot, a uh, dudette. <laughs> 
I would love to see Ruby Freeman do the walk of shame. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, and based on what we were seeing in the chat yesterday, I could say for a fact, and I think all of us are on the same page. We want to see some, we want to see some walk of shames. We want to see some perp walks. We want to see some people shackled up. But again, just because the government that's been doing this to us for decades has not gotten off there. I mean, would you expect the government that's been doing this for decades to get off their tuchus and actually, you know, uh, arrest these people? I mean, come on. They still have uh, black cats and they still have swamp creatures in the DOJ and in, you know, uh, local and um, and uh, regional um, um, uh, law, law enforcement agencies. Do you really expect them to do that? It's not going to happen yet. So stop being so negative. Like, this is a process and we are further along in the process than we have been with the receipts to prove it undeniably so. And that's in the face of the fact that, again, the mainstream, lamestream fake news legacy media is not reporting it. And yet it's still getting so much traction. You know, that's why they're panicking. That's exactly why they are panicking. But to see some people perp, perp walk, boy, boy stop hiding it from us let us see them take the walk of shame let us see them take the ride um can you because i i just think once those rides start to happen once those shackles are uh laden upon their their wrists uh we'll probably see a lot coming down at once um sub pack vet was in the house gary flesner was hanging out barefoot patriotess skeeter burke the cat is super glued to the bag oh yeah <laughs> That was Skeeter Burke, all right. Monkey Toe 71, Ziana or Zena. Uh, I say Ziana, but I guess it would have two ends if it was Ziana, right? Classical Chick was hanging out, Service Dog Mom. Connie Ketchup, okay, what's the deal with the 25th Amendment? Somebody has called for a new election in Arizona. Uh, yes, that would have been uh, Representative uh, Win uh, Senator Wendy Rogers calling for a new election. She done did that, Connie Ketchup. And uh, the 25th Amendment, I don't know. That's a good question, Connie Ketchup. What is up with the 25th Amendment? We talked about the 25th Amendment so much. We talked about how the Dems were setting it up for President Trump. Then we talked about how it was getting set up for Joe Biden so Kamala Harris could take over. When are they going to pull the trigger on the 25th Amendment? That is a good question. It's like, where's Durham? Well, where's the 25th Amendment? What's going to happen? Are we going to have two little eagle feathers fall off, you know, uh, Biden and Kamala? Like, let's figure out what's going on here. But that is a good question. Good observation. Good question to keep at the front of our mind. Because, again, these are the things that we were told about. Connie Ketchup, I would say, take that question back to those whom serve it to you. Uh, we haven't really talked about the 25th Amendment here at the Sea Report. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think Q talked about the 25th Amendment, not me. So ask, <laughs> ask Q might know. Um, Q might know. Ask, ask someone who follows Q. Blonde Blue Lady Q gifted the shift for Mama C. Thank you so much. Don, uh, Don S gifted shades for Mama C. <laughs> uh, Blonde Blue Lady Q a can for Mama C. And Blonde Blue Lady Q a phone for Mama C. All these gifts coming in for my mama. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and just to be gifting a can, I, I told my mom, I was like, you had like so many people saying hello to you yesterday. And she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, um, uh, on the show, mama. <laughs> I was like, they love you. You don't even know. Uh, so anyways, thank you guys for those warm sentiments. Uh, she smiled and uh, she was touched. Uh, I, I just, you know, uh, because I do this show 
and uh, you guys gotta you guys gotta recognize um, my mama comes from a a very tough working background. We're talking about, and she's gonna hate that I'm talking about her right now. Not hate, you know, but she she would she would be like, why are you talking about me? Um, uh, and she's in the house right now, so I hope she's not like standing over my corn my my shoulder like looking at me. But uh, she's like uh, she comes from a very hard working background. Um, a, um, a background that's all about traditional work and, uh, you know, com- having to com- keep on working. I mean, she's, I can't get into too much to it, you know, cause uh, I want to respect her, her request. But, um, what I will say is in regards to what I do here, I mean, it, it's, it kind of goes over like, like when I say, Hey, I'm going to be live at seven 30, I'm doing a show. Um, it took a minute it to settle in that this is something that I'm doing and something that um, you guys are helping to uh, that I can keep on doing this Um, and and now she's kind of getting that um, this is this is something bigger than just a hobby Um, it it started as a hobby it started more as a passion uh, because I've always liked to do podcasting I've always liked to talk about more than that and, you know, I would love to keep doing this full time. And, and right now I pretty much am, you know, um, even though I, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to say it, even though I'm not, I'm not being gainfully employed by m- what I'm doing. And that's not a problem, guys, like, because I'm in a position right now where I have the time to do this. I, I think it's just, uh, it's just the way the universe and God has worked things out for me. Um, but if I could do this and and be gainfully employed by it, that would be a dream. Um, but uh, again, guys, like I will hang out with you all as long as I can until I can't. And then um, and then maybe that's just the way that the universe will 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 it. You know, my time doing the C report may not be forever. I don't know. I just know that I can do this right now. And I'm sharing this with you guys and I'm enjoying it and I'm loving it. I'm, I'm enjoying I'm going to start getting emotional. <laughs> Enjoying my time with y'all, uh, but I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I can, um, and you know we'll just we'll just see where it goes from there. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I'm not gonna put any kind of bookend or any kind of spin uh, or projection or trajectory on what we do here at the Sea Report and what I share with you all. I just know that right now I can do this with y'all, and I'm gonna keep doing it with y'all as long as I can. Um, and you know, who knows, uh, who knows where this will go in the end. Like I never had any, uh, delusions of grandeur for this, even though me and Skeeter Burke were singing the Kermit, the song frog moving right along, dug a dung, dug a dung. Like I got that Skeeter Burke. <laughs> I'm ready for the big time. Is it ready for me? I don't, <laughs> I used to love that movie when I was growing up. So you guys don't judge me. Okay. Anyways. All right. Let's get, (laughs) let's get back to the chat recap. Um, Aurelius Locke says, uh, Virgo get just a little passionate about things. Yes, we do. (laughs) Um, yes, we do. We can get fixated on things, I think. Uh, and it doesn't help that I'm also a writer. So like when I'm saying like, I'm a Virgo, which means I'm super analytical and I'm a writer, which means I'm super observant. That means I observe and analyze things all the time. So I'll just be sitting back and I'll be watching and I'll be like, okay, okay. And then I'll take what I'm seeing here and I'll analyze it and compare it to what I've witnessed in the past, put all that together, pragmatic, make a projection for the future, taking what's being said or done and moved for in the future. And I'll be like, okay, 
And then my mind starts working in all of these like uh, puzzle pieces and synapses start going off. And I don't know why I see things the way that I see things. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I can't explain what helps me analyze and put things together the way that I do. But I would say the fact that, uh, you know, I observe and analyze constantly, not intentionally. Um, I try and keep it real, you know, but uh, that's just kind of the way I am. And I don't know. I think that has served me well, especially in... Uh, what's the word, especially in uh, training myself to follow my instinct or my gut or my sixth sense or whatever you want to call it, first choice, white choice, whatever you want to call it. You know, I've worked on that a lot. I've paid attention to my body and my thoughts a lot. And that's probably just all part of the Virgo mindset. You know, it can get a little bit tiring for some people, um, but uh, we may get passionate, but we don't get emotional. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we get emotional. Anyways, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Just V says, obviously, you didn't hear Schumer talking about the erection. <laughs> Just V. <laughs> I don't know what Chucky Schumer was thinking about when he said the erection, but clearly know what he was thinking about. Clearly, Chucky Schumer got his uh, jab. He got his um, <laughs> he got his uh, he got his COVID shot because one from what I understand, I don't know this to be true because I haven't gotten the jab and I'm not going to get it. But from what I understand, it's actually giving some men uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> So that's when you see the memes about people saying that, indeed, uh, uh, men who have not gotten the COVID vaccine will be sought out, not only in sperm banks and in uh, <laughs> stuff like that, but they're going to be like, hey, did you get your jab? <laughs> swipe left. Anyways, I don't know. Is that the right way to swipe? I'm not sure. I've never been on that kind of a program. Uh, let's see. Um, Oak, Ohio Kimmy says, DeWine is coming up for re-election. He is a backstabbing rhino. And that's exactly, exactly, exactly the uh, the vibe that I got from this DeWine uh, uh, making that mandate about uh, masks and schools and stuff like that is like he's pulling a Greg Abbott. Like he's uh, he's coming up for re-election. So he's trying to push legislation that the people will favor. So they think he's on his side. Now, hopefully, Ohio, Kimmy, that there are enough people in your state that will be able to recall exactly all the moves that this Governor DeWine has made. So that this way they don't become goldfish uh, clouded with um, with that. Oh, well, he's doing this. So we got to vote for him. Because let me tell you what, I almost did that with uh, Greg Abbott. I was like, he's done this and he's done that and he's done this and i was like whoa 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 mr c pump yo brakes mr c because you're forgetting this man took x amount of dollars from like uh, chemical castration companies and among other things so um you know just be aware you know mr c and don't get swept up in uh the current title of patrioticness that these people who want to be reelected or that, that, that's the game that, uh, you know, politicians play. That's how they stay in favor. They, they save their best moves for when a reelection time comes. So I'm glad that you had that perspective, Ohio Kimmy, and I hope others in your state do. And I hope if, you know, and if they don't, then hopefully you will share that with them. Uh, Crisco 13 gifted a cookie. Monkey Toe 71 said, uh, Carly said McCarthy was dining with Biden, McConnell and Hillary. Imagine that. Surprise, surprise to no one. I haven't seen that. Um, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't heard about that. I was kind of snooping around about this meeting with McCarthy and Trump today. Now, I didn't find anything on the Patriot 
media that's talked about McCarthy and Trump. I did find a whole bunch of articles from all of the left, left progressive radical newspapers, CNN, uh, you know, uh, the Washington Compost, all those those uh, those venues. All of them were talking about how McCarthy has given up freedom and patriotism to, uh, you know, to kiss Trump's butt. Like, that's what they were all saying. But there was no juice as to what exactly Trump and McCarthy were talking about. And it I'm pretty sure it was a closed door session over there in Bedminster, New Jersey. So we wouldn't know. We also know that that's not the only time that McCarthy has given has met with President Trump since he's been out of office, optically speaking. Um, so, uh, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what that's about. I know a lot of people were saying Trump just needs to tell McCarthy to step down. Um, and he, he, he probably does guys. I mean, he probably does. Uh, he, he's, he's definitely in a compromising situation. Um, he's definitely, um, in a situation that would make him look, um, unpalatable, uh, towards, uh, staying, um, uh, loyal and true to uh, the Constitution and the American people. Um, he's in a situation that is a little, I mean, it, it would be considered unethical, you know, um, when you're talking about where he is, who he lives with, whose boyfriend is and stuff like that. So ha 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 ha. But anyway, so yeah, so I don't know, we'll see when we get some more details on McCarthy. Um, if anything has come out since we started the broadcast, I couldn't tell you. Freedom's not free, gifted a cookie. Aurelius Locke comes back with spoon. And so does Skeeter Burke. Spoon! <laughs> We're talking about the tick here, guys. Now, you know, uh, as, as as many topics as I will not talk about or just don't talk about or just it doesn't come up at the Sea Report, we're going to talk about the tick now. <laughs> Okay, no, we're not. We're not gonna, we won't stay long in it. It just did my heart well to know that there are some people out there who were uh um oh, um open, accessible to that culture, the tick, right? Okay, I got guys. Okay. Uh, growing up, I was a big comic book nerd. I grew out of comics probably when I was like 15 or 16, but the tick was my favorite. I loved the cartoon, right? I have, I think I still have all three seasons, like uh, two on DVD and one on VHS. Um, I have all of the comic books from the 1980s because some people don't know that The Tick was an, actually, it started as a comic book in the 1980s, New England Comics Press. I still have all of those. Uh, I mean, The Tick was, it looked silly and it looked stupid. And, and indeed, The Tick was a kind of, you know, um, I don't know. He kind of was a stupid character, but it was very smart. If you knew all of the, uh, the, if you knew all of the allusions that the story actually made to like literature, to history, to other spoofs on superheroes, it was very, very smart comic book. So anyways, that's where I first heard graphene. And that was off of the Amazon prime show when they rebooted it in real life. Um, which I also enjoyed, <laughs> But that's where I first heard of graphene. Like, you know, Arthur was like, my suit's made of graphene. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then all of a sudden I hear people talking about graphene. And I, I heard people talking about graphene like months ago. I mean, graphene has been in the news like what in the last uh, two or three weeks. I think the first news reporter or investigative journalist or whistleblower I heard talking about graphene was actually Tori Says. And this is back when I had time to really listen to the show. 
And we're going back to what, like October or November of 2020, where she was talking about graphene. She was talking about how, um, you know, they actually can use it to uh, like they can make it edible. And so like, you know, they could make like a cookie, like say you have a cookie and they put like a frosting on it. Like that could be like an edible type of graphene and they can use it to track you and trace your movements and stuff like that. So I was like, wow, okay, well, I thought graphene was just something from a comic book, but apparently it's real. And then now the news is coming out talking about graphene, much a boon to her, a feather in her hat. She was talking about it before everyone else was back in 2020. And then you have, you know, you have now everyone's talking about graphene. So it's like, hey, because this is kind of cool. So I was like, oh, the future proves the past. Uh, no, just kidding. I was like, oh, no, wait. I was more like, I was more like reality mimics fiction because I thought graphene was like a superhero, like made up compound, like adamantium or something like that. And then they're talking about it, you know, on Fox News and in all the independent medias and stuff. So graphene oxide is real, apparently, and it can kill you. No, I mean, it's a poison. And they say it's inside of the vaccines, right? Well, I mean, don't they, didn't they say that they wanted to use the vaccines to kind of like trace and track people? Well, I think that would make sense if what Tori says was saying is that graphene was being used to track people. And I don't know if this was on a wide scale or it was just like an espionage or something like a, a spy job, you know, like we want to track this politician and we know he goes to this pastry shop every week on Friday. So we're going to put, you know, graphene in his favorite donut or something like, I don't know if that's what that was. I don't remember what that show was about. It was like months ago, guys. But, um, but the fact that if they want to do contact tracing and they want to figure out who's gotten their vaccines or not, if graphene really can be used to track people and detect things like that, that, then there's something to it, you know? But anyways, I thought it was, I thought it was a comic book uh, chemical or a comic book compound. I didn't, I didn't realize it was a real thing. Uh, okay. Anyways. So anyways, okay. So let's see what else we got. I, I love the tick guys. I don't read comic books anymore, obviously, but uh, it's always cool when people can relate. Always in Texas said the tick was an awesome cartoon. I believe it was too. The third season was probably the best, although I mean, all of the episodes are funny. Um, Aurelius Locke says, oh, <laughs> Aurelius Locke says Spoon was my nickname for years. <laughs> Peak. Anyways, okay. I'm going to start calling you Spoon, Aurelius Locke. Okay. Uh, let's see. Skeeterberg says, I thought I was the only one who sang the song. Oh, <laughs> Skeeterberg, we're talking about the... Uh, the Kermit the Frog song, um, a bear in his uh, a bear in his natural habitat, a Studebaker. I used to love that movie. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch it all the time growing up. Uh, Pamela Roll was in the house. Napkinator seventy nine was gifting a phone. J Smash, pull your head out of your smash. <laughs> Thank you for the phone. Curious cat in the house. Gary Flesner, Dragon Energy forty five. Blonde Blue Lady Q, uh, gifting a phone. Ring Ring, Mister C loves shrimp, and so does my mama. <laughs> Speaking easy in the house, seize the day 9-11, Ziana, Blue Rinse at Blue Rinse, David Sloan, Connie Ketchup gifting a cookie, Tam Goral in the house, Two Rivers Weaponized Truth, Dragon Energy 45 gifting a cookie, Blonde Blue Lady Q says, you know Millie was blackmailed, what did he do? It's on the video for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what video we're talking about here, Blonde Blue, but I don't doubt that he's blackmailed. I'm sure he's compromised. Uh, um, seize the day 9-11 says I wonder what skeletons Millie has in his closet 
And that's why I was like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. He's sitting there with his thong in a twist. Uh, it's a little bit too tight. Uh, his garter belt and, and G-strings just, yeah, that's not attractive, guys. I'm sorry to put that image into your head. Um, something's, he looks like a freak, guys. Millie looks like a freak. Um, uh, kind of like when I saw Anderson Cooper for the first time growing up. I don't know, whenever I was cognizant to uh, news and cable news and stuff, I was probably like, what, 18, 19 or so. And I remember seeing I remember seeing Anderson in my my um, my youth, in my uh, in my um, what's the word? Honest youth in my purity. And I remember thinking, God, that guy looks like a freak. And yeah, he is. I mean, he's got he's got uh, he's got crack pipe lips for crying out loud. Skeeter Burke says Millie Vanilli. Ha ha ha. Looking up gifts, a cookie. A just V says traders going a trait. <laughs> uh, Skeeter Burke says Millie Vashili. <laughs> Tam Grell. Millie always looks like his panties are in a wad. That's exactly what I'm saying, Tam Grell. Uh, Mr. C stops into the house. Mr. C, hey, brother, can I get on your uh, In the Dark show on Saturday? Just uh, speak uneasy. If you're in the house, you will be on Saturday. I will pop you a link over um, before we get on the show. Deborah Erdman was in the house. Yeah, and they won't be able to get out of it this time. Attorney Bronovich filed indictments against voter fraud. Yes, uh, Deborah Erdman uh, seems to have a lot of great news tips and stuff like that. Now, we actually did report on that indictment that Bronovich filed probably on Tuesday show, if not Monday show, we were talking about it. And this had to do with um, a dead voter uh, being uh, having a, a ballot cast for them. So that was an indictment that Bronovich did put out. Now, we still call Bronovich the sleeping bear here at the Sea Report. And he might just be, you know, he might just be a honey Joe bear. He might not be a, a sleeping grizzly bear. He might just be a big old cuddly wuddly because we're really waiting to see his teeth come out. Now, he he bared his teeth and showed his claws in regards to A.G. Garland threatening to come into Arizona and uh, disrupt the audit. Yeah, he did then, but then it seems like he went back to sleep. We'll talk a little bit about Bronovich a little bit later on in the show today when we're talking about the people standing up in Arizona and in Georgia, because his name is popping up, ladies and gentlemen. So but uh, thank you, Deborah Erdman, for keeping up to date and abreast on these great news links. Uh, we stay on top of that stuff here at the Sea Report, and I just love that we're in sync with the same type of uh, events and ideas. So that's a good thing, Deborah. That's a good thing. Uh, Two Rivers asks Quacha. <laughs> What is kwacha? It's an Indian word for cow pie. Actually, I don't know if it's an Indian word, but it sounds like an Indian word, right? Kwacha? Anyways, okay. Empress Beach to you says, Arizona folks love their guns so much that it is an open carry state. Biden didn't stand the chance of an ice cube in hell of taking Arizona. And that's what we're saying, guys. Maricopa County was 60% of the vote in, in Arizona. So it stands to reason that they would try to uh, commit this great fraud in Maricopa County, even though it probably happened around the entire state, right? But I think the thing that is just the most stunning item when we're talking about this fraud in Arizona in relation to the votes that Biden took, he won by like 10,000 votes, guys. And we probably have like just based on yesterday's audit, around 2,000 votes that should be rendered null and uh, disqualified, which means it took them at least 2,000 votes to push Biden 
10,000 votes over the line for Trump. Can you, do you guys get, do you all understand the scope? Do you all understand how big that is when we're talking about, when we're talking about how much of a victory President Trump, how much of a landslide President Trump had in most of these states? Where Biden's winning by 10,000, 11,000, 12,000 votes, yet they had to commit fraud of up to 100,000 ballots or more. That's a huge margin. That's a huge margin for them to have to fake 200,000 ballots just to get Biden over the line by 10,000. That's like they're crazy. They're crazy to think that they could have gotten away with this when they had to commit that big a fraud. They're insane to think that they could get away with this. But then again, definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same outcome. Well, it just so happens 2016, 2020, it hit the fan and the same thing they were doing over and over again was not getting the same outcome. It's just in an act of outright disregard lunacy, they kept trying to go forward with it, but their ship is quickly sinking. So I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Deborah Erdman, no, we had to watch it in real time. The effing steal Fox News called it and all the ballots weren't even done. 100% Deborah. Like uh, we were doing, we were doing a broad, we were doing like a marathon broadcast on election day, uh, 2020. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Eastern seaboard closes Virginia 2% counted and they give it to Biden. And I was like, Fox news, really Fox news, Fox news. Do you realize how many people Fox news are watching this right now? Do you realize how many of us are not asleep and are not goldfish memory? Fox News, do you realize you just gave Virginia to this illegitimate Joe Biden and they only had counted 2% of the vote? Fox News, do you realize what you just did, Fox News? And I remember telling the guys, like, guys, like, how could they have done that? Like, Virginia hasn't even finished counting all their precincts and they gave it to illegitimate Joe, we, no, pedo Joe at the time, right? He's, you know, same, same Joe, different, different, uh, different, uh, was it, uh, uh, preface, uh, pre, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> different nickname. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we saw it, we done saw it, and we haven't forgotten. So Skeeter Burke, the normies were like, why are they using UV lamps? <laughs> you know, and then there was this whole thing about panda paper, about about bamboo paper. Like, I was like, where did they get this from? I've never heard anything about bamboo paper until the liberals were like, bamboo. Like, that's all they could say is bamboo paper. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, Skeeter Burke says, I thought they were looking at the watermarks. And, you know, that's what I was thinking, too. When it came to the UV lights, I was like, ooh, what if they really did have these watermarks on them, guys? Like, that's something crazy. But I'm sure the final report will disclose all of that information. Just V says, oh, I want it to go that far. They all need to be arrested. Indeed, they do. That is for sure, 100%. X, uh, S Boxer says, Splunk Logs sounds like a movement. <laughs> what kind of movement indeed, S Box, X Boxer? Uh, Queen Peckerwood was in the house. Skeeter Burke donated 200 gold pills, a bear in his natural habitat. <laughs> Thank you, Skeeter Burke. And let's see here. Uh, 123SKG gifted a can. We had Joan of Sark in the house, Two Rivers in the house. Oh, and that's where we kind of go a little off trail here. Let's go ahead and see 
we're not done yet. We got a little bit more to go. Uh, lots of good conversation, though, that's for sure. <laughs> Skeeter Burke, my, my ass, if I was voting and using a friggin' Sharpie on a two-sided ballot, I'm pretty sure I would have noticed. Yep. And that was the case. I mean, and then again, they still had that warning that said, do not use Sharpies, may not read, may not read. Good stuff yesterday. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Let's see. Where, where are we at right now? Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was just so much, guys. There was just so much. Okay. Uh, wait, till, <laughs> wait till Mr. C recaps this back tomorrow. Did I miss something? So, watch some of you uh, tomorrow are going to be saying so about everything. Ha ha ha. Are we all fighting? I bet there are some election officials who will not sleep tonight. Probably not. There's probably a lot of people that slept about as much as I did last night. Um, let's see here. Probably remembers the chicken D's debacle. <laughs> oh, they didn't want a bill to be voted on chicken D's. Hmm. Skeeter Burke. <laughs> I'm not sure about them chicken D's. Uh, chicken D's. That was 10 years ago. The Democrats ran away to Oklahoma. <laughs> 5,000 and a year of jail time for each case. Yep, indeed. Penalties being televised and I don't, and I don't want to really say too much. Penalties being te televised. Uh, mm, I wonder what you're talking about there, Deborah Erdman. What penalties will be televised? I've heard about some penalties that should be televised. Chicken D's. Chicken D's keeps coming up. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Chicken D's. Um, I know a story about a cock that chopped off a man's cock, but that's about it. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Slide Park 2020 was in the house. Uh, let's see what else we have going on here. Uh, let's see. Uh, the laugh. Yes. Uh -huh. I want to make sure I catch you guys. Gold pills. We had uh, Kabbalah Harris. Yes. Kabbalah Harris was in the house. We had what the hell Harris, uh, you know, hiding the Democrats underneath her butt cheek uh, to protect them, uh, you know, just to make sure they are nice and safe. <laughs> okay. And let's see here. Let me, let me skip down here a little bit. Skip down here a little bit. You guys were doing awesome yesterday. I had so much fun. Uh, okay. We had a gift, a gold pill from a gift of a can from Sly Park. Uh, we had 11 gold pills gifted from the Speak and Easy Joy for Trump. Oh, and then we have the winning. We had Lurk King in the house as well. Uh, two Rivers. Oh, wait, I said hello to Two Rivers. Fact Finder was also hanging out as well as we're almost to the end, guys. Build Tech. And I think that does it, guys. That was it for yesterday. Okay, so we're, uh, whoa, we're already an hour in. Whoa, guys, where has the time gone? Uh, let's see what we got going on today, y'all. Let's see who all be present and we'll get into today's show. Oh, no. my Oh, I thought my screen froze. All right. We already said it. Joy for Trump. Texas Gal. Uh, Babs the Ice Queen. Just V. Uh, let's see. Thank you for gifting the can. Just V. The Joyful Lily. Also hanging out. Who else will be here today? The Speak Uneasies. Hanging out. Mm -hmm. Killed by the Rabbit. Howdy, howdy. Hope your uh, trip has been uh, pleasant. Uh, Sonia JHC also as well. Um, da, 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 da. Sherry Pittsburgh. Good evening, my friend. And uh, all right. 
looks like we've got a pretty solid uh, a pretty solid crowd with us today. All of the uh, repeat C offenders hanging out today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we will get into today's report. And as always, Trump leads at the C report. Now, here's what we got going on. We had a few pretty uh, meaty statements from President Trump. We'll start with some of the lighter ones. Uh, first one being, despite what is being reported in one of the many fake books that are coming onto the market, Bill Barr never once told me he thought I was going to lose the election. In fact, it was quite the opposite. He told me that I should win. In retrospect, had the election been rigged and stolen, had, had the election not been rigged and stolen, I would have won easily. And our country would not be in the horrible, horrible position it is now with open borders, inflation, massive jumps in crime, and cities that have no chance of ever recovering under Democrat leadership. Yes, sir, Bob, true words. And, uh, Everyone's seeing it, and that's for a fact, because after all, uh, uh, the, the change has been so radical and dramatic. How could you not see it, right? Uh, next statement from President Trump. Despite the fact that the 2020 presidential election was rigged and stolen, and while numerous people, including the outside public, were saying we should bring in the military, I never even gave it a thought. The writings within these third-rate books are fake news, and General Milley who Mattis wanted to send to Europe in order to get rid of him if he said that he what was reported perhaps should be impeached or court-martialed and tried. Never once did I have a discussion with him about bringing in the military or a coup, which makes sense because I lost total confidence in him and the way he hand, handled himself on our little walk to the church. He tries to be a tough guy, which he is not, but he choked beyond belief as soon as the microphone was stuffed in front of his face or at the mere sight of the fake news media. So there was no talk of a coup. There was no coup. It all never happened. And it's just a waste of words by fake writers and a general who didn't have a clue. What there was was a rigged and stolen election. And those facts have come out and are coming out loud and clear because of the rigged election. Our country will suffer like perhaps never before with open borders, crime and inflation, which will eat everyone alive. Guys, don't you just love, he is definitely giving us that narrative. He's definitely letting people know he's not giving up. He's being unrelentful or he's being relentless. Uh, that'd probably, probably be a better way of putting it. He's being relentless at these points because clearly, you know, they have people that make these fake news stories. They have these fake books and then people are like, oh, well, it was in a book. So there must be some truth to this because why would you lie in a book, right? Well, you have these people putting out these fake stories in books also and you know what that is it's just so that the news media can latch onto something and spin and run and run and run with the story it's just so that you know the talking heads can give talking points to all the sleep or you know um i don't know left people out there uh <coughs> excuse me so um, I, I'm pretty sure that's why he keeps making such statements as this, because apparently Millie's saying that Donald Trump was going to commit a coup. I mean, he's totally been he's totally taken his pants down in front of us, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not pretty. General Milley, no one wants to see you hanging out in your underwear or otherwise, like put your pants back on, be a big boy. And, uh, you know, stop lying. Um, I don't know how else to say. I just appreciate the fact that he's being unrelentless when it comes to 
uh, speaking this truth because otherwise people would totally run away with it. They'd probably totally take off with this false narrative about him trying to do a coup. We know we've reported it here on the Sea Report. You know, we've gotten stories from sources like Millie Weaver where they're talking about, you know, um, where they're talking about how there was an actual coup and it was supposed to be a kinetic coup and a bureaucratic coup. And in fact, the, the bureaucracy side of it actually worked because they were able to slow roll everything that President Trump was trying to do in his last days in office. And because you had these people over there in the State Department and otherwise uh, um, just moving at a snail's pace and using bureaucracy to stop everything that they were trying to do, well, that was successful. What they were successful at was the kinetic coup that was supposed to have happened. But fortunately, because that information got out, they were able to do something about it in time. So we didn't see fights. We didn't see violence. We didn't see bloodshed. We didn't see bombs going off, even though that was all in the work. All right. Next statement from President Trump. Arizona Senate hearings on the Maricopa County election audit is devastating news to the radical left, Democrats, and the Biden administration. While this, according to the Senate, is preliminary, with results being announced at a later date, it seems that 74,243 mail-in ballots were counted with no clear record of them being sent. There were 18,000 voters who were scrubbed from the voter rolls after the election. They also revealed that the voting systems were or where the voting system was breached or hacked by who? Very big printer and ballot problems with different paper used, etc., and much more. The irregularities revealed at the hearing today amount to hundreds of thousands of votes, or many times what is necessary for us to have won. Despite these massive numbers, this is the state that Fox News called early for a Biden victory. There was no victory here or in any other of the swing states either. Maricopa County refuses to work together with the Senate and others who are merely looking for honesty, integrity, and transparency. Why do the commissioners not want to look into this corrupted election? What are they trying to hide? The highly respected state senator, Wendy Rogers, said in a tweet hearing today, um, mean, uh, a tweet, the hearing today means we must decertify the election in any event, the Senate Patriots are moving forward with final results to be announced in the not-too-distant future. But based on today's hearing, why even wait? And that's kind of the tune that I'm singing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I think it's going to hold even more true for Georgia. I really, I don't know, guys. Should I make a $5 bet? I really feel in my bones they may decertify Georgia without even having an election audit. Like, that's kind of what I see looking forward. But, you know, um, it's always good to be wrong. Uh, final statement from President Trump. <clears throat> The governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, together with Brad Raffensperger, allowed this election in Georgia to be rigged and stolen. Why they ever agreed to Stacey Abrams' consent decree, nobody will ever know. Thank you to Senator Burt Jones and all of the other patriots for continuing the fight. Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger have done an absolutely terrible job of watching over voter integrity in Georgia. They must be held accountable. I would totally agree, President Trump. And with that, we're going to head straight over into the state of Georgia. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're just going to touch a little bit on Georgia and Arizona and the fight that the people are still taking to the traitors, the treasonous SOBs, those who tried to strip America of their voice and their freedom through their vote. They're still fighting it, you know. So, and this is, of course, it's a good thing. In, in what time in history have we had this many fighters, this many warriors step onto the battlefield in the name of America and live to fight another day and, and, and live to bring another battle to the forefront to take it to these individuals that think that they can just run over us with their globalist plans and their deep state ideals and take away the country, take away the freedom of the American people, make us become their slaves, not only in physical, but also on paper. Because that's basically what it's going to boil down to. Like, I don't know if you guys heard this whole thing about the vaccine actually, actually being something that would enable them to patent our genes that's something else, guys. Is that woo? I don't know. It could be woo. But, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me the way it was explained, but we're not going to get into that tonight. We may not get into it anytime soon, honestly. I mean, you guys pretty much know the state of being on the vaccine, so I, I don't talk too much about them on air. But what I will talk to you guys about is something like what we were talking about with Rand Paul yesterday, introducing that maskless ban, because when that happens, I think we all need to know, we all need to stand up for it. Because again, for some reason, people will only respect it when it's on paper, in the physical, they could they could care less whether or not, unless unless someone says there is a rule for it. And then even then, there's that uphill battle of getting those who are stuck in that reality to cognitively dissonate. <laughs> is that even a word? Uh, against what it is that they believe should be true. And, you know, they get that whole fraction fracture of reality. And they're like, what world am I living in? And we're like, well, welcome to our world, ladies and gentlemen. We've been awake for a while. It's about time you joined us. All right. So what do we got going on in Georgia? We have a couple of things. Uh, we mentioned Vernon Jones yesterday and how he's called for the resignation of uh, Brian Kemp. Well, he doubles down today with Brad Raffensperger as well. Now, people are starting to come over and they should be with just uh, with uh, with just cause going after Brian Kemp and Raffensperger, even though Raffensperger is trying to weasel his way out of it and act like he's still. You know, that upstanding Republican who who sided with President Trump. Now, I don't know what kind of character it is for someone. You know, what kind of character does a person have when they've clearly betrayed someone and then they think they can lie their way back into good graces with that person? You know, I've been through that kind of thing where people think they can manipulate and lie to me and then they think I'm going to go ahead and be their friend again. Like, I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, you were boldface lying. You know, you are doing these bad moves, like just like Brad Raffensperger. He's making all these bad moves. He smeared President Trump. He tried to make everyone think that he was going after him and pressuring him and, and, and coerting him into changing the election results when President Trump was simply, uh, you know, sharing the evidence with him. Uh, President Trump was like, look, Brad Raffensperger, you did this, this, this and that. Well, he didn't say you did this, this and that. He's like, this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened. And Brad Raffensperger was like, look, you little shit. No, just kidding. Brad Raffensperger didn't say that. What Brad Raffensperger did say is, look, President Trump, your data is wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, really, Brad? Like, how do you think that you can do all of these things and certify a fraudulent election and then try and get back in the good graces of the people by attacking the people underneath you? Like, 
what kind of man, what kind of man does that? And I'm not saying man because man, but what kind of human does that? Like, what kind of human will stab someone in the back and lie about them and lie to other people about them and then try and get back in his good graces by weaseling? Like, we ain't going to believe you, Raffensperger, over there in the state of Georgia. Like, you're full of it. So anyways... Um, we have uh, we have Vernon Jones and I it, it just it, because of because of Brad Raffensperger's actions. That's the only reason why I'm coming down so hard on him compared to Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp is just he flip flops more than a dying fish in the Texas sun, you know, like. And so that is relatable. We all know about those politicians like Brian Kemp, who just stabs someone in the back and then shrinks away into the shadows because he knows he's done something wrong and his number is up. But Brad Raffensperger is actually still trying to fight to survive. And that's why I'm coming down so hard on him because the man does not deserve to be in the position that he has. And he should just realize that he's a loser and he needs to go ahead and give up. Anyways, let's go ahead and hear what uh, Vernon Jones had to say. He made a brief appearance over on a Steve Bannon's A War Room. It's always uh, good to have Mr. Bannon on the Sea Report. Uh, let's see what the two gentlemen exchanged in today's uh, discourse. As a Democrat, that was a Trump person, but I met you a couple of days after the November 3rd election, and you told me the depth of how bad this was going to get. People were not paying attention to you, and we did. Immediately, I said, this guy is onto something. But Vernon, I got to tell you, you know, coming from the South, uh, and with Peter Navarro, who's, you know, a guy, I think, from New England, said that it's a cesspool down there in Georgia. I never envisioned how bad this could get. And I really got to thank you for stepping up and telling people what was happening down there. And you actually came up to on the 6th of January to basically tell the nation you were changing your uh, your political affiliation because of this fiasco. And you expected Vice President Pence to pitch it back to Georgia and get to the bottom of it. He did not, obviously. But it is so bad. And here's the thing, Vernon, you're calling people out by name, and you're the first one to call Stacey Abrams out by name because the gutless Republicans went along with it. You stood up and had the courage to call her out by name and walk us through. We're here today, and Vernon Jones has told us now for months. And Vernon, here's the thing. You flew out to Arizona, and you saw how squared away it was. And today you see the opening salvo, and they come with a sense of gravitas and walk through this and just facts, no, no hyperbole. Th sir, think what we're going to find when a full forensic audit, which you've called for, like the state of Arizona, is done in Georgia, they're, they're going to be, there's not going to be enough criminal defense lawyers in the state. Of, they're going to be importing them from all over the South. Vernon Jones, your thoughts and observations. Let me just get right down the shuckers and Cohen. This is Georgia gate. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, acts like a duck, you can't call this a damn eagle. They're a criminal. There are just, I don't care what anybody said, there are criminal elements here. This is a cover-up. Why isn't the attorney general down investigating this? There needs to be a 159-county audit. If we don't have, we can really see the magnitude of how deep this is. And those who are behind covering them, I can tell you, you can put them in a room. I can count them on one hand. Stacey Abrams, the attorney general. The Secretary of State, Governor Kemp, and you know who the other one is? The liberal media. They're the ones who are trying to cover this up. The 
the Atlanta Journal and Constipation is doing all they can to get people to believe Russia, Russia, Russia. But there's nothing to see here in Georgia with this election. That it's a, it was a free, fair, and transparent election. That is not true. There no, no, I got to get hold on, hang on for a second, hang on a second. They're gonna they're gonna do everything to field strip Vernon Jones. Trust me, the Atlanta Journal Constitution is gonna make it their uh, their focus to take out Vernon Jones. It, that's all coming. And you know why? Because he speaks truth to power, whether that's the power of the Republic, corrupt and incompetent Republican Party, or the corruption of Fulton County, or the corruption of the media down there, Vernon Jones. It's just too much, Steve. You can't ignore this. I mean, I said earlier, you can't make this up. The FBI needs to be on the ground right now. The U.S. attorney filed a lawsuit against Georgia that was up, that was like obviously frivolous about Georgia election law. There was no suppression there. The real suppression, the real suppression is happening right now. And where and where's the attorney general? Where's the Justice Department? Where's the FBI? Right now, black and white voters, their votes are being suppressed by what happened in 2020 and 2021. And the character cast of characters, they think that we're gonna forget this. Brian thinks this is gonna just blow over. This whole election in Georgia is going to be based on what happened on November 3rd. Those two U.S. Senate seats that were lost and the president's election that was lost was all due to Brian Kemp, Brian Kemp, his failed leadership. Because somehow, I guess he's tied to the voting system. We all know that. We know how the voting system got into Georgia. And he refused. He refused to call an audit. I tell you what. If he doesn't want to call an audit 159 counties, why not, why doesn't he just call it for call for it in two counties? DeKalb County that I represented and Fulton County. Just do it those, Ryan. You don't have to go anymore. The other 5858 going to fall like dominoes. Steve, Ryan Kemp is afraid. The Secretary of State is afraid. Why is it that Secretary of State is coming forth now? After what you and I have been saying from day one and said, hey, we need to fire all of the election officials at Fulton County and take it into receivership. We're going to use this new law that the legislature just passed on a voting process that they said was perfect, perfect system. The secretary of state just recently came out and said that all of the officials at Fulton County needs to be fired, removed. But I thought he said, Steve, that nothing was wrong with the elections in Georgia, that it was a perfect election. He told 60 Minutes that. He sent a letter to Congress to that effect. He sort of, he certified the election. The Vernon, real quick, we got to bounce. How do people find out more about you and how they feel, find out more? It's not a campaign war. It's a crusade to clean up Georgia. And every citizen down there, Democrat, Independent, Republican, ought to join Vernon Jones and get to the bottom of what happened in Georgia. Because I'm telling you, when a full forensic audit starts, your, your mind's going to blow up about what you're going to see. Vernon, how do people get to you, sir? Go to jonesforgeorgia.com. If you want to fight election integrity, fight for election integrity, and to restore it, go to jonesforgeorgia.com. We're going to drain the swamp right here in Georgia. Steve, there is a deep, wide I'm telling you, I'm so emotional about it. There is a deep, wide swamp in Georgia, and we got to get rid of it. we got to, we got to run them out of town. Go to joneswithgeorgia.com. We're going to drain the swamp. I'm telling you, we're going to drain it. Vernon, thank you very much uh, for having uh, for having the courage to step up and, and represent the people of Georgia in this fight. Honored to know you, sir. Vernon Jones. That's a fighter right there. We're in an age of... Okay, so there you go. We'll, we'll leave it on Mr. Bannon's face for now. But, you know, Vernon, all I've got to say is, buddy, 
you're gonna get you're gonna get an election decertified before you get an audit. I bet you money. But I'm so glad that he's still fighting for it, you know. And like I said, since then he's doubled down. He's calling to make sure that this happens. Like people are on him. The people are on him. And I think that we're uh, very fortunate to be in a time period where we have so many warriors, so many fighters, people who are not going to relent, people who are going to have the tenacity to keep on striving for this type of uh, activity. I mean, it's all in the name of the people. Like people are finally standing up. Like the light's been shining and now we've got that backbone. So we're going to keep on going for the gold in so to speak, to where this goes. So Vernon Jones doubling down, tripling down. Now let's talk about this guy. This guy actually President Trump mentioned in his statement earlier. Now this is Senator Burt Jones over there in Georgia. And he's also speaking out against uh, what Vernon has called a Georgia gate over there in the Peach State and the fraud. So what exactly does uh, does uh, Burt Jones have to say in this regard? Now, Burt Jones, he's actually called for um, for uh, for audits basically to happen. But he, what he's also looking is for the Georgia Bureau of Investigations to get involved. Now, this is not the first time that uh, Ver, uh, that Burt Jones has actually made a statement to this. But now here in this case, he is uh, he's writing to uh, the chairman of the committee there in the Georgia legislature to actually get something moving and not to just be sitting around on their laurels. Uh, this is the letter that he had sent to them. Um, it says, uh, Dear Chairman Harbin, I'm writing to you today to formally request an investigation by the Senate Government Oversight Committee into the numerous and documented failures of Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger in his official capacity as chief elections official leading up to and during the 2020 elections. As chairman of our committee, you have the authority and discretion to call the Secretary of State before our body to testify and provide sworn statements regarding the following issues. The change of addresses issues previously either ignored or unreported by the Secretary of State's office that have surfaced indicating that as many as 35,000 Georgians put potentially voted illegal. Don't forget, guys, Trump supposedly lost Georgia by 12,000 votes. And here you have 35,000 Georgians who voted potentially illegally. Hello. Uh, Fulton County's rampant mismanagement and potentially incriminating voter fraud, including newly uncovered evidence of double counting votes, forged tally sheets and duplicated batches, the unlawful compromise settlement agreement and release the consent decree, which made it more difficult for election officials to flag potential absentee ballots for fraud that was signed by Raffensperger on March 6, 2020 without review, authorization, or approval from the Georgia General Assembly, the failure to obtain and verify chain of custody documents for numerous counties, including county, that are missing for thousands of ballots cast, updates on the more than 250 investigations allegedly opened by the Secretary of Elections. Trusted, transparent, and secure elections are the bedrock of our democracy. As the head of our elections in Georgia, the buck stops with the Secretary of State, and our citizens deserve answers to these questions and to have their faith in our electoral process restored. I am confident that a thorough investigation of Secretary Raffensperger's actions will provide the accountability and clarity surrounding the 2020 election that the citizens of this great state deserve, and I look forward to your response in this matter. Now, Mr. Burt Jones, I mean, guys, this is what I'm talking about here, y'all. 
everything that has come up in the Georgia election uh, since Garland Favorito has been involved, everything that has come up, everything that this man just listed, think about the mirror of Arizona. Everything that this man listed, they brought up in Arizona after the forensic audit. After the forensic audit happened, that's when the Senate provided the same type of details that that has been listed here. Now, all of these details didn't come from Burt Jones, obviously. He's just listing off the things that have been discovered. But that's why I'm saying it took a forensic audit for the people of Arizona to give this kind of detail to an examination, whereas the people of Georgia have not even gone into a forensic audit, but they're already giving us this detail and they're already calling it to question. So guys, do you think that they may need a forensic audit in Georgia? Or do you think that based on this evidence, they can just decertify? That's where I'm coming from on this. Like it's a, they have already got them in a pincer move, Georgia and Arizona. Bam, ladies and gentlemen, you got your detail from an audit in Arizona and you got your detail from discovery from a, a, a very, a, a very uh, a, a stubborn and soft-spoken man by the name of Garland Favorito. You got them in a pincer move. They might just decertify both of them at the same time. That's um, all I'm saying. Now, President Trump did speak well about Burt Jones and the recent statement that we read today, but it is good to note that in May 2021, Burt Jones did call for an investigation of uh, of the election from the Georgia Bureau of Investigations. Now, that's going back to say that Garland Favorito did say, I don't know if we want the GBI involved. I don't know if we want judges involved. I don't know. We can't give this to the DA. We can't give this to the county attorneys. We can't trust anyone except a grand jury. That's what Garland Favorito said. Well, in May of this year, Burt Jones uh, was uh, was uh, actually saying that he believes that the state attorney general, the secretary of state or the governor can ask the GBI to en get engaged in a process of of an audit election. He said the governor's office is the most appropriate venue to make the request for the GBI to step in and uh, and inspect the irregularities that took place in the 2020 elections for the state of Georgia. And it's kind of like, well, Mr. Burt Jones, uh, you know, Brian Kemp is a traitor. Uh, Mr. Burt Jones, you're recommending uh, this guy, this guy, he was recommending Brian Kemp or Brad Raffensperger or the GBI or the attorney general of the state should handle an audit and an investigation of the election knowing that these are the guys that did all the bad things that were doing all the wrongdoings, Burt Jones was calling on the same people who frauded the people of Georgia to commit into an investigation. So that kind of struck me as funny. I was kind of like, okay, Burt Jones, you're singing a pretty good song here. And again, I don't know this guy from Jack, you know, he, he might've been a little confused back in May, but now that all this evidence has come out, he's just calling out Raffensperger to a hearing, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. But maybe this guy's just a little slow. I don't know. But he, he, he would have been happy if Brad Raffensperger investigated this himself back in May. Now what? Two months later, he's saying, well, uh, let's go ahead and call Brad Raffensperger to a hearing. So I'm, I'm on this man's side when it comes to talking about Raffensperger going before a committee and uh, testifying. But back in May, at the end of May, nonetheless, he was singing a different tune and he wanted the bad guys to audit themselves, basically. So I don't know, Burt Jones. Let's see if you can keep your head on straight. President Trump seems to think you're a good guy now. 
but let's let's go ahead and just give him the benefit of the doubt, ladies and gentlemen. I just thought that was a little piece of interesting information that you guys might like to know. All right, let's talk a little bit about Arizona now. A lot of chatter going on about Arizona. Of course, the number one thing that we have coming out of the audit, aside from all of the bombshell information that's finally proven, it's, it's kind of made conspiracy theory a conspiracy fact of everything that people have been, uh, you know, kind of poo-pooing and, and, and sidelining uh, in regards to the evidence of fraud over in the state of Arizona. It's like you can't deny it now unless you're just ignoring everything. That's the only way people could really deny what's going on in Arizona and all the fraud that's taken place. Uh, but of course, what we do know is that the most important thing, uh, at least for them to finish the audit um, uh, officially or properly, would be for them to get all of the subpoenaed material that they need in order to complete the audit you know, uh, in a, a good space, I guess you could say. Well, um, so uh, what 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 could the what could the people of Arizona do though? What could they do in order to secure that audit information? Well, we don't know. We know that uh, Ken Bennett, SOS, former of uh, the state of Arizona, and also liaison between the audit and also uh, the Senate, uh, state Senate of Arizona, said that they are going to go ahead and re-subpoena for this information. Uh, but in an interview with Jordan Conradson, we had Senator Sonny Borelli saying that they could probably make another move in regards to how they can get this information from Maricopa County. Let's go ahead and see what they had to say. How's it going? This is Jordan Conradson with the Gateway Pun. Now I'm here with Arizona State Senator Sonny Borelli. We just got out of the Arizona Senate brief, Arizona Senate hearing on election integrity and the Arizona audit status. So we found out that over 74,000 ballots are missing documentation ever even being mailed out, mail-in ballots that were never even mailed out to, to voters. What do you think of that? Well, there's either a, a huge administrative oversight or there's uh, something going on that uh, we need to further investigate. You know, and it's really a shame that the county will not cooperate with us and to be able to answer some of these questions that we have. Uh, so it's kind of like, what are you hiding? Or are you hiding anything? Are you afraid of what we may find? Or are you afraid of what we know we may find? So, but you know, when you find these kind of things, they stick out like a sore thumb. We say, hey, we found this. Can you come to the table and ask, help us uh, kind of come to a reconciliation to find out what this process is? If we, if there's a flaw in the system, we need to understand what that is. So we can prospectively fix that. If it's not a flaw in the system and somebody actually did something and breached the system, we need to find that out too. And it may not be their, their fault, we're not saying that, but you know what, when you can't run away from that. When you see evidence or, or some kind of wrongdoing, you just can't turn away. You have to, to address it. That's what you're supposed to do as an elected official. That's what we're trying to do as elected officials for us, ourselves. The legislature has plenary authority over elections. We can delegate that authority down the county level, but the overall responsibility falls on us. We are within our total uh, legal purview to inspect and and, and uh, do an audit of just about any election process in the state. So Maricopa County is the largest county. This is where we, we, you know, we chose them. And hopefully we thought, figured, maybe we obviously calculated wrong with four out of the five supervisors being Republicans. We would think they would get some cooperation, but unfortunately we're not getting that. So uh, this is still a continued process. This is an update, a briefing of what we've gotten so far. And uh, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. And uh
I think President Fan is going to be reaching out to the county and asking for more items that we need to complete the audit. For example, the, the routers. We still need the routers. We still need the passwords and uh, the hardware tokens. So to complete the forensic uh, part about the data stuff on these machines. Uh, so those are the things we're going to continue to pursue. We're not letting go. We're going to get this done. We're not going to have an incomplete report. We, we, this is not going to be an incomplete uh, audit. We have to get all this stuff done. Because if you can't get it done and we find out all this stuff, I mean, how do you certify something that's completely, well, all these questions. So it, we're going to continue to march and, and uh, not let go. We're going to get this done for the people, period. That's right. So another example of this, um, this either bad system or intentional error, Karen, Senate President Karen Fan said something about maybe 25 ballots coming from one single family home with two people living in it. Um, why do you think it is that Joe Biden wants to send his goons door to door to knock and vaccine intimidate, but he is afraid to canvass for voter integrity? Right, right. The Department of Justice did some saber rattling a few months, last month. It says we can't go door to door and canvass an election, which is ridiculous. This is not voter intimidation. Uh, voter intimidation is prior to an election. The question of how you're going to vote in the next election for next candidate, isn't that a poll question? It's okay, but after an election, hey, excuse me, uh, sir, uh, did you vote in the last election? Yes. Did you vote in by mail or did you vote in person? These are the type of questions. They're not who did you vote for? It's how did you vote in the last election? By the way, do you know these other people that are registered to vote at your address? You don't know them? Did you get a you know, ballot in the mail? Why is it it's against, you know, that's somehow voter intimidation, but knocking on somebody's door asking them personal health questions like, did you get the COVID vaccine? What other personal health information? Somehow that's okay. So the hypocrisy is all over the place. In the Democrat Party platform in 2020, it says that they, they, they encourage uh, audit, post-election audits. But now, they kind of forget that, So, but that's okay. It's the Democrat D, deflect, distort, distract, uh, deceive, whatever, another D word. That's right. So we we know that we need routers and passwords or uh, one of the spunk locks. We need the spunk locks. They've requested that the Senate come back with another subpoena. What is the next step after that? Are we going to see enforcement of the subpoenas? Well, uh, Senator, I'm going to leave that up to President Fan. She's going to reach out to the county if she does issue another subpoena. And if they continue to defy us, there's there's another tool in the toolbox that uh, that's ready. To, I have it's already preloaded, ready to, ready to launch when we need to do that. But uh, we'll see if we can get this done diplomatically, some mess around and go into court and, and all, all that kind of stuff. So, All right. I'll let you keep that tool in your toolbox, Senator Grelly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Prove your net. Hire a vet. All right. So very good there. Interesting, interesting uh, conversation from Sonny Borelli. But again, just going to show you that indeed they're going to keep on going with this. They're not going to let it up. Uh, that was kind of funny, though, what he said there, uh, what the Democrats do. What was it? Uh, they deflect, destroy, distract, dominate, disarm. It's actually that's actually interesting enough. That's actually a calm from military speak. Uh, it's called the five D's. 
in 5D. Uh, that is uh, uh, deflect, dominate, distract, disarm, disable, or destroy. Uh, they're kind of interchangeable, but uh, that's what the Democrats do. So I was like, that's pretty interesting. Like, I, I, I was surprised to hear him say that, actually. But um, but yeah, so uh, they have this whole, it's, it's, it's like, is this an uphill battle? Is it kind of going on even keel? Like, what is going on here? Um, but they're going to move forward. They're going to keep on pressing forward with that, of course. So the people are fighting back, but that's not to say of course, that the um, the Democrats aren't going to be fighting back as well. They're still going to keep fighting, but we do have another fighter in the midst who has come up in the state of Arizona, um, and that would be uh, this woman here. Her name is Kelly Townsend. Now, she's another senator from the state of Arizona, and she had some stuff to say as well. In fact, Kelly Townsend wants to see indictments, just like we had Senator Wendy Rogers saying, hey, we just need to decertify this right now because uh, obviously there was fraud and that this election should not have been certified. Well, uh, Miss, uh, who is it? There we go. Miss Townsend here is like, no, 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 no. We need to see indictments. We need to see handcuffs. We need to see perp walks. That's what Kelly Townsend is saying over in the state of Arizona. Uh, this is what she had to say. She said, upon seeing this, it is very clear they have no intention in cooperating with the Senate. Now she's talking about Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. She's saying they have no intention of cooperating with the Senate. Therefore, I'm asking General, uh, Attorney General Bronovich. Now here's what we're talking about the sleeping uh, honey joe bear cuddly bear over there uh, attorney general Bronovich, to open an investigation immediately to look at the adjudicated ballots and missing serial numbers among many other things i believe a reasonable amount of time for the county supervisors to prove the senate wrong with the audit findings is by the end of the month if they are unable to by that time i'm calling on the eternal attorney general to open an investigation so now we have Senator Kelly Townsend, who's going to hold the AG of the state of Arizona to the fire and is saying, look, AG Bronovich, you've been sleeping on all of this since the beginning of the audit. You haven't even spoken up about it until AG Garland, the DOJ clown over there at Biden's administration, decided to try, to try, and, try and threaten us. And that's in spite of the fact that they already had that, what, that uh, Pamela Carlin, a deputy assistant DOJ person trying to threaten Karen fan with uh, all of this false uh, litigation and stuff like that um so they're 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 about up to here with uh ag bronovich they're like look man you come out like a roaring lion and you show your teeth like a mean bear when you have to but other than that you ain't even drawing any blood bronovich you're still sleeping over there in your cave hibernating in your bear bear manners we need you to step up bronovich so she is telling him, Bronovich, open up an investigation onto Maricopa County. It's not fair that these liberals and Dems can get away with all of this, what, uh, just 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 defying subpoenas, just just defying court orders and not doing what they're supposed to do. And yet, you know, if conservatives did that, they'd be already uh, roasting for sure in that regard. So I think that's very interesting. It's very heartening, ladies and gentlemen to see that that is going on. But again, like I was saying, you will have, of course, your Dems and your liberals fighting against the steel tooth, book and, uh, tooth and nail. Uh, I think the most shameful one, of course, as uh, Sonny Borelli was talking about in his interview, is that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is made up of five Republicans, Republicans in name only, obviously, and the chairman, Jack Sellers, you'd think they would be on their side. You'd think that they'd be like, hey, 
we need to go ahead and have this audit at least for the integrity and for the peace of mind of our people in Arizona. But no, that's not the case. That's not what they have going on. You have Jack Sellers selling out. Indeed, let's look at this statement here. Now, this was something that Jack, this was a statement from Jack Sellers. It is a totally toothless threat against the uh, Arizona Senate in regard to the uh, audit and the hearing that they had. Now, uh, Republican in name only, Jack Sellers of Maricopa County Supervisor Board District 1, he said, it's clear the people hired by Arizona Senate leadership to supposedly bring integrity to our elections are instead just bringing incompetence, okay? And all this guy does is make claims and, and say things, but he doesn't bring you any type of substance behind what he's saying. He's just expecting you to be emotional and go with what he's saying. He's giving you talking points, but he's giving you no type of rationale behind his reasoning. He's being emotional is basically what he's doing. And again, this is a Republican, right? Okay. He says, at today's briefing, the Senate's uncertified contractors asked a lot of open-ended questions, portraying as suspicious what is actually normal and well-known to people who work in elections. Well, Jack Sellers, I would, I would have to say here, if what you guys do normally in elections uh, is what is uh, what uh, business as usual, um, then, you know, you guys have been getting away with murder for a very long time. And then, in fact, for them to be asking a bunch of un of, um, of open ended questions that would those are kind of rhetorical, my friend, because they already know the answers. And if you people don't think that we people have discernment enough to know that they're calling you guys to the task and they're calling you guys out, then you're a little bit more dense than I thought you were, Jack Sellers. And then let's talk about these uncertified contractors. Let's not forget that the people who are, in fact, certified to audit elections by the EAC are individuals that are only certified to certify machines. These people are not certified to audit elections. So what the heck are you talking about? And then let's not forget, Jack Sellers, that the machines that these people who certify to be certified did not even have these machines certified by the 2020 election. In fact, the last time that these machines were certified was back in 2016. So what are you talking about, Jack Sellers? Because apparently Apparently, you guys had people certify elections and machines that were not even certified, and all they can do is certified uncertifiable machines. It makes no sense, ladies and gentlemen. But then again, that's why Jack Sellers and the rest of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors are trying to gaslight the world. And let's just be honest with what gaslighting means, ladies and gentlemen. They are lying. Gaslighting is lying. They are lying, people. They're not gaslighting. They are are lying. You want to gaslight? I'll throw a pedal. But they are lying. Now, it says here, what we heard today represents an alternate reality that has veered out of control since the November general election. Senate leadership should be ashamed. They broadcast the half-baked theories of the deep rig crowd to the world today. Now, that was an interesting thought to me also. I'm like, well, Jack Sellers, what crowds are you following in that now you're calling the Maricopa County election audit a deep rig? Has someone seen the film by Patrick Byrne? It certainly sounds like it, like it Jack Sellers, and it seems like you know your number's up, and you're going to use the deep rig as what a straw man or as a red herring against what you know is a falsity which is that you uh, were in charge of rigging an election and defrauding the people of the United States and committing treason against our will. Let's finish his statement. To Senate leaders I say 
stop accusing us of not cooperating when we have given you everything qualified auditors would need to do this job. In fact, that is true, right? Because according to the people that they claim are certified to do audits, they don't need Dominion's passwords, right? They don't need the routers to certify an audit because they're not going to go that deep anyway. So there's probably some truth to that statement by Jack Sellers. Jack Sellers says, hey, qualified auditors, certified auditors, they don't need this information. So stop saying that we're not cooperating because we're, we're giving you what we would have given them anyways, which is not a whole lot because they weren't going to do a deep dig anyways. Anyways, this, uh, this, uh, stupid, uh, um, this stupid retort by Jack Sellers, this weak, weak man, just says, finish your audit, release the report, and be prepared to defend it in court, which I'm sure he's calling their bluff. I mean, what do they say? You are weak, you look strong when you are the weakest, or you try and look strong when you are the weakest, and that's exactly what I think is going on here. Jack Sellers is trying to look big and bad, but uh, in fact, he's quite weak right now, and he's probably crying Okay, so uh, he just like Katie Hobbs, right? They're all crying, crying in their pillows at night because uh, they are going to uh, basically lose their heads over this entire thing. Uh, now, here's another thing. Now, if that weren't enough, we had the DOJ trying to get involved. We have Maricopa County obstructing. We have the Secretary of State of Arizona just being, I don't know, she's, she's off on some weird lark, right? No one knows what's going on with her. We just know that she's failing miserably at defending uh, this fraud at, um, against uh, against uh, the people who are initiating it. Now we have the House of Representatives, Democrat-led House of Representatives. So now Congress, in spite of the fact that uh, the DOJ has been told this ain't your jurisdiction, Congress, led by the Democrats, have decided to enter into the fray. Uh, the Committee on Oversight and Reform they have decided to call out the cyber ninjas. Now they want, they have opened up an investigation into these audits. So uh, it's like, okay, guys, all right. How many, how they're desperate. They're desperate. Um, in this letter to uh, Mr. Douglas Logan of cyber ninjas, I mean, basically they're calling out cyber ninjas. Uh, I, I, they got some bones to pick with cyber ninjas. Apparently they're very afraid of what these guys are going to be doing. Uh, they write, we are writing to request information about cyber ninjas participation in an audit of nearly 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County, Arizona in the 2020 election. We are concerned about your company's role in this highly unusual effort, given cyber ninjas apparent lack of experience in conducting election-related audits, reports that the company engaged in sloppy and insecure audit practices that compromised the integrity of ballots and voting equipment and were questioned by the United States Department of Justice and evidence that you and other individuals funding the audit have sought to advance the big lie of debunked voter fraud allegations in the November 2020 presidential elections. Boy, it sure does seem to me that I read a letter that sounds exactly like this from um, uh, lawyers like Coy Perkins and all of their band of Mary lawyers and also people from this, the from uh, Maricopa County when they had the DOJ originally try and intervene. Like this is exactly almost the same wording that they used then. And now the uh, House uh, uh, Committee on Oversight and Reform is basically just replaying the same tune. Like they're trying to act like they have some sort of jurisdiction. And it says, 
They're saying Cyber Ninjas lacked evidence of election audit experience. Of course, they're saying Cyber Ninjas had no. They, I mean, I'm sure they knew that Cyber Ninjas was involved in Michigan and Antrim County. I don't know how on earth uh, they're going to keep on doing this, uh, this same song and dance. Like all they can say is these people were not certified because the people that they certify are certified to steal elections. Okay, uh, they can't have any kind of independent audit. Uh, everything has already been refuted against these people that say that they have no uh, stance um, or ground to stand on by doing this audit. But Cyber Ninjas is providing one of the most uh, top world class uh, um, um, services by performing this audit in Maricopa County. Um, sloppy and insecure audit practices, really, guys, because they had a tighter chain of custody than any other uh, any other county or state run or municipal run uh, um, election cycle in the 2020 during the entire process to begin with. But here's the thing that I found rather interesting. It's towards the end of the letter, right? Towards the end of this 13-page letter, the committee makes requests of uh, cyber ninjas. This is what they want to see. This is what they want to hear. But this brought this struck my attention because you guys remember. Do y'all remember who I said? Do y'all remember who I said was funding this audit? Do y'all remember who I said? Aside from the people, do you guys remember who I said was funding this audit back in like what March or April? That was April back in April? Do you remember who I said was funding it? Do you remember who I said was behind this audit in Maricopa County? Do you guys remember who I said? Do you guys, do y'all remember? <laughs> Anyways, so here's what I found quite interesting. On this list of things that they wanted, they wanted documentation from, they want subpoena, they're trying to get this information from Cyber Ninjas. This is what they said at the end of their letter. And they're, they know the people now, and this is why the uh, House Committee on uh, on Reform and 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 you know the House Committee on Reform and other things like this is who they're calling out. And I told you guys these were the people behind this audit in Mar in Arizona and Maricopa County, and they're calling them by name. Now, President Trump was not one of them, obviously, but it says right here. For the period between November 6th, 2020 and the present, all communications involving you or any Cyber Ninja employees, consultants, agents, volunteers, or representatives with former President Donald Trump, any Trump administration official, any formal or informal representative of President Trump's presidential campaign, legal team, or politician, political action committee, any representative of Voices and Votes, Fight Back, America Project, America Project, they're the ones I told you guys were behind it, or any of the any other funder of the Maricopa County audit, Rudy Giuliani, or any of his agents or representatives, Sidney Powell, Ellen Wood, Patrick Byrne, Michael Flynn, or Michael Lindell. Okay, and I told you guys back when this started, that it was Patrick Byrne through the America Project that was the primary financer that dropped like $5 million on this and then matched $2 million of voter campaign funds. This stuff is unknown. Sidney Powell paid into this audit in Maricopa County. Michael Flynn was also involved. Mike Lindell was also involved. I told you guys this. This was actually, I told you guys this probably sometime in May or, or uh, mid-May mid or so when it was coming out or at least 
I was hearing that the America Project was actually one of the primary funders as a, uh, a nonprofit organization and that Michael Flynn had put Patrick Byrne in charge of America first. And the only reason why I knew that is because I was listening to interviews with Patrick Byrne back then, you know, like I've been listening to Patrick Byrne for quite some time. I'm pretty well aware of his history and how this man is involved. They're attacking Patrick Byrne. So I'm glad to see that a lot of people are coming around to Patrick Byrne because a lot of people were actually talking a lot of smack about Patrick Byrne. I know the man's a member of the CFR, but, um, far as I know, the man is a white hat and uh, he's been for America, at least. That's what I've been hearing for a few years now. I've seen interviews with him going back to 2012, where he's singing the same song about election fraud. And as far as I know, he was involved with election integrity some years before 2012. So anyways, I've trusted Patrick Byrne. But again, like I said, I trust my sources. And it's just it's good to see that they're coming up in the good graces of patriots who otherwise might have not acknowledged the fact that he's actually a good guy. At least that's the way it seems now. I mean, I mean, who's going to dump millions and millions of dollars? into an actual project for election integrity unless they actually feel that they're fighting for America and what this country stands for. So again, you know, uh, that's just, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but it's a nice piece of indication whenever these things come up because a lot of people doubt these people, but I trust my sources. Um, and my sources are not insiders, obviously. They're just people I listen to and, uh, we take it from there, right? So anyway, so that's what's going on here. Uh, so now we'll keep up, we'll try and keep up to date with the House's efforts. Uh, what is this, this Committee on Oversight and Reform? We'll try and keep up to date and see what's going on with these people. See if they even get to move forward with this. Because uh, there was another thing coming out uh, that we're not presenting here tonight that had to do with a judge that was declaring that they could not keep all of their processes secret. And they've been through this before. So we'll see how that goes. Because, again, they're suing. They're trying to get all of this out. But hopefully, uh, hopefully the Senate does another good counterpunch like they did in today's case. Like that was a pretty good counterpunch when, uh, you know, they're not getting anything uh, from that was been subpoenaed by um, by the Maricopa County, but at least they did a counterpunch by doing this hearing that just laid out all the fraud. And then you had this like a sterile um, a bluff that uh, Jack Sellers was throwing. And now you have the House Committee on Insight and Reform trying to uh, trying to rattle up some sabers there. But I don't think it will do much in the end if you ask ask me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up that point. We only got a couple more stories and we're done for tonight. Let's talk a little bit about Alabama. Ala, what's going on in Alabama? You know, whenever you have to like, whenever you're like in grade school and they make you like, um, you know, paint or draw like your state flag, man, the people in Alabama had it pretty easy. Now, the Lone Star State, that flag's pretty easy also. I'm not going to complain by any means, but an X- a red and uh, red and white X, like that's pretty simple if you ask me. Uh, anyways, that's pretty cool. Anyways, so what's going on in Alabama? Alabama's leading 20 states that are supporting South Carolina. So apparently South Carolina is involved in a lawsuit over abortion, right? And basically this is that uh, that it's it's similar to the heartbeat 
uh, abortion bill that was passed in the state of Texas where South Carolina's uh, fetal heartbeat law, it was struck down, basically. So you had all of these states backing up South Carolina uh, to defend that right to not kill a baby once their heartbeat, their heart has started to beat. So we have 20 states that are being led by Alabama at supporting South Carolina's defense on a new abortion law, arguing that a federal judge was wrong to pause the entire measure instead of just the portion of being challenged in court. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall argued that United States District Judge Mary Geiger Lewis was wrong to pause the entire measure in a July 13th with a filing with the Fourth United States Circuit Court of Appeals on behalf of the states. Now, the judge's ruling, uh, this was, again, this was um, um, uh, Stephen Marshall, the AG of Alabama, Alabama, Alabama of Alabama. He said that this this ruling treads on South Carolina's sovereign ability to decide for itself the purpose of its legislation, and it aggrandizes the judicial powers by treating the court's injunction of the challenge provisions as erasing it entirely to the whole act collapses. Now, joining Attorney General Marshall um, in signing uh, an amicus brief are attorneys from uh, Attorney Generals from Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. The Fetal Heartbeat and Protection um, uh, from Abortion Act was signed into law earlier this year by South Carolina Republican Governor Henry McMaster. Now, under law, just like it is in Texas, abortions are generally prohibited once a fetal heartbeat is detected. If cardiac activity is detected, the abortion can be performed only if the pregnancy was caused by rape or incest or the mother's life is in danger. Okay, so apparently um, South Carolina got some pushback on this, and now we have Alabama fighting for it with all of these other states standing behind them. So that's some good news there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, of course, Planned Parenthood is suing over this measure, and the entire law was blocked from taking effect and amid this lawsuit. But again, here we have Um, uh, uh, Governor McMaster and other defendants in the lawsuit filing an appeal, arguing that the lawsuit was filed by third parties, Planned Parenthood, South Atlantic, and other Greenville, Greenville women's clinics don't have legal standing to contest the law's constitutionality. Now, several other groups have submitted filings in support of South Carolina, including the Southern Baptist Convention and an anti-abortion group of obstetricians and gynecologists. Abortions were previously banned in South Carolina after 20 weeks, um, but according to the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, more than 90% of abortions take place in the first 13 weeks of a woman's pregnancy. So this would be, again, protecting unborn children once the beat of the heart has started. So good news there, good news there, good news all around. All right, next up we got a DACA story. Okay, so I don't know, guys, like this whole DACA thing, like I used to know this this loony tunes that was like DACA, 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 like 
you know, my boyfriend's been here, daka, daka, daka. And I'm like, you wouldn't even care if you weren't your boyfriend. I mean, anyways, okay. So um, here we have a federal judge on Friday, that's today. They ruled that the deferred actions for childhood arrivals, you know, the thing that was started by Obama, uh, that that program is illegal and it blocked new enrollments. So I guess, you know, if you're new to the DACA program or you're waiting to get in, it ain't going to happen anymore. <laughs> Go back home. Um, so again, uh, Barack Obama, he granted illegal aliens protection in 2012 when he established this program. According to reports, more than 800,000 illegal aliens are currently protected under this illegal DACA program. I'm just glad that uh, this thing was stopped in spite of the fact that we have this clown show go, I mean, it is actually a legitimate clown show. <laughs> it's an illegitimate presidency and administration is what it is a regime, right? U S district judge, Andrew Hannon of the United States district court of the Southern district of Texas, a George W. Bush appointee found that the department of Homeland security violated the administrative procedure act and illegally implemented this Barack Obama policy. Judge Hannon has ordered the DHS to stop approving new DACA applications. I'd say that's winning, if you ask me. I told you we're going to bring you a little bit of positive news at the end of the show today. Um, a coalition of states with Texas is now leading the way, and they filed this lawsuit against DACA as being unconstitutional. So here, here for Texas and other states who are doing that, because after all, I mean, blame their parents, right? They're the ones who came over here illegally. They're the ones who committed the crime. So anyways, all right, we'll, we'll skip off that. I just thought I'd share that with you guys, you know, that's, so that's good information. That's good news to me if you ask. Okay, last but not least on today's uh, show, guys, we have a story about uh, 40 individuals being arrested in relation to child sex crimes. There was a sting that happened in Arizona where 40 perpetrators who were participating in sex crimes against children were arrested. I would say that that is a big win. Arizona officials said 40 suspects have been arrested in connection with an operation targeting children's sex crimes in the Valley area. The Tempe Police Department said it joined with Homeland Security, the Federal Bureau of Inst Investigations, the Attorney General's Office, and police in Phoenix, Mesa, and Scottsdale for Operation Behind the Mask. Let's take a real quick look at a news report from Fox 10 in Arizona, just for a few more details on this story. A child sex crimes bust. 40 people arrested in an undercover investigation. We sent this out as a breaking news alert earlier. Several Valley police agencies teaming up to crack down on online sex crimes. It resulted in dozens of arrests with charges including child sex trafficking and attempting to lure minors. Sergeant Stephen Carbajal says this is one of their bigger busts, all to protect children. Children, as, as most people would understand and agree, are one of the most vulnerable groups when it comes to being victimized uh, by suspects. And in, in this case, again, um, we have adults that are knowingly reaching out to um, 
you know, looking for teens, right? Seeking teens, seeking these acts with teens. And, and that's very concerning to us as a, as a police department. Sergeant Carbajal encourages parents to be cautious of what their kids are doing online. Consider setting internet limitations and talk to kids about what they're doing on the internet and who they're talking to. And if something just doesn't sound right, take the device away and alert police if you suspect predatory activity. All right. So, yep, I would definitely say that that is a case of winning. We have a case of the winnings. I, I just I made it a point to bring you guys some more positive news at the end of the show since I did that Cuba segment, guys, because that was pretty heavy. But anyway, so, yes, yeah, so that's some of the news. We always like to hear about these people getting busted. We like to hear about this type of activity coming to an end and these people uh, facing um, summarily charges, right, that they deserve. According to ABC 15, the suspects ages range between 20 years of age and 64 years of age. They were all they were arrested on multiple charges charges, including child sex trafficking, luring, and attempted sex sexual conduct with a minor. Um, other charges included money laundering and drug possession by some of these individuals. So we're glad to see these guys are seeing justice. And uh, it's about time. That's why I say these things keep on happening. People are like, no, like, there's no such thing. Trump's not in office. If Trump were really not a shadow president, do you think they would still be busting these child sex fiends? I don't think so. I think that uh, if he were not president, that's basically what happened. They'd, they'd stop it. Instead, uh, they had to resort to warehousing children uh, after bringing them in across the border. And that's just the way it goes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the C Report for Friday, July 16, 2021. I hope you guys had a great time hanging out tonight. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us as well. Uh, just a real quick shout out to Deborah Erdman for the cookie, uh, 123SKG for the can, and Patriot Bird for the cookie. Appreciate your donations coming this way. And also, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Aurelius Locke, Weaponized Truth, Just V, Desert Fire. I saw you in the chat room also, Mr. Nick Walls. I hope you guys are having a great night. Uh, we talk about your state a lot here at the C Report. I can't help it that you guys, you know, Arizona's just in the news. You guys in Georgia and Michigan seem to be like the states I cover the most here at the Sea Report. But, hey, we're trying to bring down and shake down some of these corrupt individuals. So that's kind of just the way it goes. Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Desert Fire and Nick Walls, but I have to ask. Um, are you guys going to go to President Trump's uh, speech over here at the uh, election integrity rally next weekend, Saturday, the 24th, over in Phoenix, Arizona? Because it's a free event. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of like, man, it would be so cool. It would be so cool to go. I was like, I looked up ticket prices too. It was a little bit too expensive on such a short notice um, because it was free. I was kind of like, hey, I, maybe I could go. And I'm gonna, I was going to be like, hey, Nick, hey, Nick, you got a couch I could hang on for a couple of days while I go check out President Trump? Anyway, I'm just playing, guy. I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But <laughs> anyways, y'all, let me go ahead and release the uh, lotto tickets for tonight. All right. Oh, yes. And I will be doing a Mr. C in the dark tonight, guys. I'm probably going to go do a hot soak real quick because uh, my bones are achy. And then I'll throw some stuff together. Uh, if you guys want to hang out tonight, it'll probably will probably be on long about midnight. It'll be a it'll be a late show. But, you know, I got my espresso and I get to kind of relax on Mr. C in the dark. So I won't be in a, I won't be in a suit and tie, uh, but it'll be a good time, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll see you guys a little bit later on tonight. Thanks again for hanging out this Friday. Let me just finish scratching off my scratch off. Yay, I won something. And uh, are we done? We're done. All right, ladies and gentlemen. 
until next time, we'll see you again shortly. Don't forget, we'll have Lone Star News on tomorrow. Mr. Seeing the Dark in a couple of hours. We'll bounce back and we'll have a little bit of fun. And uh, until then, take care, my friends. Take care and God bless America. <laughs>